0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Prostcast. Life comes at you fast. On July 26th, the then Juventus manager Mauricio Sarri celebrated his first ever Serie A crown. Not even a fortnight later, now he's out of the job and looking for one. We'll get much more into that, but first, we'll start in the Etihad Stadium. It was Raphael Varane who stole the show for all the wrong reasons. The French World Cup winning centre-back who's won the Champions League with Real Madrid for multiple number of times made two blunders and Madrid side were without their inspirational captain Sergio Ramos who was looking from the stands. Dismal display from Rafael Varan uh, the question coming into the game was how Eder Militao was gonna perform but it was Varan who did all the damage for Manchester City. N- make no mistake, Manchester City fully deserved their win, they attacked from the get go, uh, they are not known for the defending, uh, they don't really defend under Guardiola. Uh, attack is their best form of defense, but it was them who prevailed against Jindin Zidane's Real Madrid. Jindin Zidane tested his first knockout defeat with Real Madrid as a manager. On this day, Rafael Varane made two errors. Full credit to Gabriel Jesus, who made sure he put enough pressure on the defender. It was a professional display from the blue half of Manchester. And now they move on to the quarterfinals, um, especially crumbling against Tottenham last year after being in a winning position. Uh, This comes as a huge boost to their chances and uh, Real Madrid uh, they struggled uh, to to get back in the game but they did have chances. Um, Karim Benzema leading the line pretty good once again he's probably been their best player of the season besides Sergio Ramos of course. And they missed Sergio Ramos dearly today. Uh, Before I get into Sergio Ramos they conceded first uh, through Raheem Sterling, third assist by Gabriel Jesus. Credit goes to him. Um, he's been criticized a few times in the media uh, just because he's not Sergio Aguero or he has a different way of uh, leading the line. Um, he's not as good of a finisher as Sergio Aguero but when it comes to uh, defending from the front he's, he's, he's really good. And rightly so. Um, today he showed his quality. Probably the man of the match. So when the home team scored Real Madrid were under the cost but, but their job wasn't hardened because they had to score at least two and um, despite... City scoring, Real still had to score two, so their job wasn't deterred, all they had to do was score two. And they did try to come back in the in the game, um, great play from Rodrigo guys. Rodrigo had the beating of Joao Cancelo every time and uh, he was doing really good right on the right hand side. On the left though. Plenty of disappointment. Eden On popular opinion. Raheem Sterling is what Real Madrid want Eden Azad to be. It's, it's going to be a strugg- struggle for uh, Eden Azad to to stamp his authority ne- next season. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a make or break season for Azad next year. Uh, this was an injury block season. People will give him leeway for that. But next year, uh, especially being at Madrid, all the fan base, all the media uh, scrutinizing his each and every action. It's going to be a tough year next year. As for Man City, uh, they're gonna face Olympic Lyon who dumped Cristiano Ronaldo and Juventus and in doing so booked a place in the round of eight against Manchester City. Great performance from Lyon. Uh, let's not take anything away from their performance but let's be honest uh, Juventus haven't looked great all season. I don't know what Mauricio Sarri was trying to accomplish. Um, his style doesn't have an identity or didn't have an identity. He struggled getting the best out of his midfielders. And um, those midfielders, there's there's so much quality in there. Blaise Matuidi, Miralem Pianic, uh, Aaron Ramsey, Adrian Rabiot, uh, Benton the Uruguayan. All those guys are heavily tempted, but he just doesn't know his strongest midfield. The Bernadeschi miss, um, I don't know what he did. Such a skillful player. Uh, got through defender, got past the goalkeeper, but just couldn't finish. I, th- I think he got carried away. He took it too lightly. Uh, that, that that could have changed but make no mistake morgiosari has been a disappointment and um uh, the, the, the league was a given I mean the other teams weren't even good I mean inter they tried really hard under conte but I think they were building for next season in, in in a way so it's gonna be interesting and you know who they hired uh, their former Midfield maestro Andrea Pirlo. It came as a big surprise with the whole sporting fraternity. He was just, I think, uh, hired as an under-23 manager or or, or something last week. And all of a sudden, he's a Juve gaffer. I think we're into a pattern where all these former greats are becoming managers. Especially in the Premier League, we've seen uh, the likes of Lampard, Ole, Arteta, and now Andrea Pirlo. Uh, I've I've heard uh, Javi is said to be the next manager for Barcelona. So, there we go. More and more legends into the game. Juventus, meanwhile, I personally think they have to reboot. Uh, they still got, I think, a year of Ronaldo left. I think he will still be good next season. But um, besides Ronaldo, I don't see any any quality in that side. I mean, individual brilliance, yes. But they're either past their prime or they don't have that chemistry playing together. Dybala, for me, it's too inconsistent. Uh, Higuain is way past his peak. Um, I, don't think why I don't think why they even even playing him at this point their defense is good but the new center back they got from Ajax they had a lot of expectations for Matias Dillard he hasn't performed according to expectations all season uh, he has regressed in a way so let's see how that pans out so another year of frustration for Juventus no disrespect to Lyon or even uh, Ajax last year they've, they've gone against they've gone out or they are bowed out against sides uh, they are not expected to once again Disappointing season for Juventus despite winning the league. Talking about winning the league for uh, how many years? I don't know. Bayern. Juventus I think won probably nine I guess. And Bayern recently won their eighth consecutive league title. They played against Chelsea. I mean we already knew what the outcome was going to be of the tie. Um, Not least the second leg itself. And the goal Lewandowski scored. That just wrapped it up uh, if, if if Chelsea had any chances of coming back. Uh, listen, it, it was already going to be hard for Chelsea, uh, especially with the injuries they have and um, the squad that they have. And against Bayern, uh, formidable Bayern side who have been all conquering this season and and they are the favourites uh, to win the Champions League this season. For Bayern, their defence has always been the liability. For me, c- going into the next round or, or beyond um, it will be fascinating to see how their defense holds. For them, uh, they've gotten Nicolas Sula back. He's a, he's a good defender, but he lacks pace. So against uh, sides that have a great deal of pace, uh, it, it's going to be a struggle for, for Bayern. They will face Barcelona next. It, it's going to be an interesting encounter. Always has been between the two sides. Barcelona got, or Barcelona scraped past Napoli yesterday. Uh, Lionel Messi, one of the greatest, or probably the greatest of all time. Look at that goal, man. Just stupendous. Look at him. He's going down. He's pulled by three defenders. He's about to touch the ground, but his balance to get back up and score that sublime curler. David Ospina, I felt, should have saved it, but make no mistake. It was just one of those. Messi classics a few years down the line will look at that goal as one of his best goals and the thing with Messi is if, if any other player scores that kind of a goal um, it will definitely be his her, her top 10 but not with Messi because the magnitude of goals he's scored is just terrific see I, I really want to interview Messi and uh, ask him about his goals if if he remembers scored I think 700 plus goals I might be wrong here but out of this world. he's from a different planet barcelona they were three goals up at at certain point in this tie and what has happened before uh, especially last year against against eventual winners liverpool uh they got scared and scared they were today interesting tactics from gennaro Gattuso and i felt like they didn't have a target man they should have brought milik or he should have brought milik pretty early in the game so that mario Rui and uh other wingers could cross into the box especially Callejon, who is a who's a really good crosser of the ball interesting tactics but I would have probably changed it sooner and let's not forget Barcelona were under the cost because after Napoli scored that penalty um, if, if Napoli scored another goal right away we've all seen before things can happen in the Champions League pretty quick and teams like Barcelona have struggled or bottled it lately so big win for Barcelona there next up is like I said Bayern Uh, big game class of the titans I should say I'm looking forward to it it's a single-legged tie so I think it it suits Barcelona more uh, than Bayern as opposed to a two-legged tie all conquering uh, Bayern side one thing I wanted to point about the handball goal that Messi scored I would have loved Messi to be honest there it was a handball the VAR checked it and rightly so it was disallowed but would have been even better if Messi would have been honest with all of us. Now, listen going back to years, um, Henri's handball and even Maradona's handball uh, cameras, but it w- there was no VR, so it will easily be spotted. So, I feel like players should be honest at this point. We all expect him to act that way just because of the class he uses, but still. Uh, kudos to VR there so moving on uh, Champions League resumes this midweek um, it, 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 they are all going to Portugal for the bubble talking about the bubble let's move on to the NBA bubble down in Orlando great things going on quality basketball teams doing really well uh, that struggled before the pandemic guys like TJ Warren coming out of their own shadow how good he has been so far it's just amazing he's I think averaging 35 points per game and he can miss us all right now that's how good he's been. Other players, they've been good. There are Portland's Yusuf Nurkits and Jack Collins. The big duo is back. Uh, they've been doing well. Phoenix Suns. I think they've gone 5-0. and What a surprise. They're a young side and they struggled before the pandemic. And they've always done the last few years. Look, Devin Booker has always been good. But they're showing signs of uh, improvement the Phoenix Suns and I feel like this season might come too early but starting next season they'll be a force to reckon with. As far as other players go, Michael Porter Jr., uh, the Mizzou product has been fabulous. Denver Nuggets have had two players who were who, who trying to break through, uh, Ball, Ball, and Michael Porter Jr. Listen, he's always been a talented kid, Michael Porter uh, Jr. He was drafted last year. He had uh, his fair share of injuries, back injuries, but now he's slowly coming into his own. Fair enough. Talking about winners, there's a few teams uh, I've already mentioned. Phoenix Suns and Portland Terrell Blazers. The Toronto Raptors have been dominant. I think they are dark horses this time around. Funny, isn't it? They're the defending champions and we still call them dark horses. That's because they lost their best player and despite losing their best player, they seem to get better. Uh, they had one off day uh, last time. Other than that, they've looked really good. Looking good are Houston Rockets as well. Uh, they're playing small ball, but they defeated lebron Lakers. The duo of Westbrook and Harden looks ominous at, at, at this point. They're a team to look forward to and uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Luka Doncic and Christophe Porzingis are looking good as well. And last night they beat uh, Milwaukee Bucks. The game went to overtime. Talking about Milwaukee Bucks, they're the best side in the league. They've not had the best of bubbles so far, but they're preparing for the playoffs let's not forget they're already in the playoffs they've already clinched the number one seed and Yanis his spin moves amazing uh I've never seen someone spin as much as him he's just out of this world talking about Yanis he's also one of the contenders for the best defensive player of the year or the defensive player of the year you know who he's going against Anthony Davis a great defender make no mistake one of the top five players in the league for me he's however if you noticed his fourth quarter struggles, then if you're a Lakers fan as well, it'll be a massive concern. You know how many points he has uh, scored against the LA Clippers in in the four games in fourth quarter? 0-4-4-2. Four, four, Total of 10 points in four games against Clippers in fourth quarter. I know, I know you'll say they played Anthony Davis or Frank Vogel plays a, a different tactics, plays him first three quarters as much as he can and gives the ball to LeBron in the fourth quarter and let's lebron dominate the game but still the amount of stoppages you have in the fourth quarter it's the time where you make or break the game anthony davis not coming onto his own when it comes to the final quarter it's a massive concern talking about concern the process is under huge scrutiny as 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 it has always been for the last year or so and uh, unfortunately they lose ben simmons to a knee injury um, i think he's out for the season he might be out for the beginning of the next season as well. They should have never really signed all Herford for that amount of money. Um, he hasn't fitted in well. Joel beat, I don't know, on on his day, he's unstoppable. But he needs to have his day every day. Um, he just needs to show up, which he doesn't every, every time. That's the problem. I really thought it was a chance for Philadelphia Sixers because they're notoriously bad on the road. But since in the bubble, there's no road games technically. I thought Sixers were a team to be feared of, but unfortunately not. Something's gone wrong, and it has gone wrong for the last few years. They need to get their act together now, and injuries haven't helped them. So let's see how it goes for them. Ja Morant, probably the rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, he's been performing well, but not up to standards. And it's a learning curve for the kid. He'll get definitely... And he will definitely get better next season. We are all looking forward to how he progresses in year two. As for this year, the playoff is set to begin in a week's time. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how these superstars or how these teams face up against each other in the playoff. Right now, all of these teams are living you know, in the same bubble, scoring off, sometimes in practice as well. But when it comes to the playoffs, it gets heated. And I just want to know how heated it might get or it will get. It, it, it just sets out for a great year. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the channel on Anchor, Apple, Google, as well as Spotify. I'm also on YouTube as ProsCast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye bye.